noises that I normally make when we start the show where I'm like, ah, what the hell happened on Sunday against Minnesota? It's Let's Go Duffalo, a Buffalo football podcast. My name is Pat Duffy, sitting across from Ryan Duffy. What up, Ryan? Patrick. Okay, you're going to be like man in mourning today. Is that the plan? Mm, yes. Okay. Yep. Patrick. 33-30 overtime loss to the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with this. Uh, we were asking if the Vikings were frauds the last time we got together. Yeah. And I, after that game, despite the outcome, still believe the Minnesota Vikings are frauds. And that's what's so frustrating about that game on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. No? I mean, do you disagree? If you think I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I mean... I think that no, I don't think that they're frauds. I don't. No. I think I think Justin Jefferson is an absolute beast. Did not think that he was going to carry the team the way that he did. Um, obviously, breaking off that long run by Delvin Cook was and and a series of other longest know, run of the season, right? Um, that definitely helped. They did what they had to do to win the game, man. They they won the game. Uh, okay, so here's I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Okay. No, no I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Justin Jefferson because you're right. The guy's just a physical specimen. He's amazing to watch. Like yeah. He's fun to watch if he's not you know doing that to your team. I, I, but just to that point, I've been talking to many people today and the <laughs> to many people, and the theme of all of those conversations was if I was not a Bills fan or a Vikings fan, that would have been an awesome game to watch. Obviously, the outcome sucks, and I am not happy right now, but it was a fun game, and he is fun to watch. So there was a tweet yesterday that I saw that encapsulates that thought perfectly. Uh, As a Bills fan, I'm sick of losing the greatest game of all time, all the time. Because it just keeps happening. That's a good point. Okay, so let's go back to Jordan, uh, Justin Jefferson really quick. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, You're right. 193 yards, 10 catches, touchdown. Should have had two. In fact, if he gets that second touchdown, it doesn't get as crazy as it gets in the last, you know, one minute and overtime. Yeah. He had 193 yards on the Bills' fourth and fifth corner Mm -hmm. and fifth and sixth safeties. Fair enough. I mean, look, again, like you can only go play against who's out there. But, like, that amazing catch that he makes, yeah. right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable against any human being. Yeah. That's also an undrafted rookie free agent out of the University of Buffalo. I, Cam um, Lewis, who, who is your sixth line of defense in the defensive backfield. No disrespect to Cam Lewis. He has made an NFL roster top-tier athlete. I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me that if that is Jordan Poyer or if that's Micah Hyde, that play isn't happening. Uh, if it's Kair Elam, that play isn't happening. If it's Christian Bedford, that play isn't happening. Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying here, right? Like, I mean, Christian Bedford and Kair Elam, who have been your starting corners all season long, mm-hmm. are your third and fourth corners on this roster when it comes to depth, yeah. right? There was a point where your sixth safety was on the field when Damar Hamlin left that game. Yeah. So... Look, man, again, it ain't Justin Jefferson's fault, and that play was still absolutely amazing. But for you to say, you know, they did what they had to do, they were they converted three fourth downs. That is the yeah. freakiest catch on a fourth and 18 you'll ever see in your life. You, you will ever see. The Bills somehow managed to do everything wrong after doing everything right. 
I don't look at that game on Sunday and say the Vikings went and won that game. Yeah, I'm with you there. The I Bills agree with you there. Lost that game. Yeah, they the, the Bills blew that game. Like in every possible way that yeah. you can. Like there were three things that I, I mean, you know, you and I have watched the Bills since we were four years old, nonstop. We lads. There were three things I've never seen before in that game. What are those? Okay, we'll get to that in just a little while. Okay, because. Look, there's plenty of blame to go around, but I think that the topic sentence here Mm -hmm. when it comes to this game on Sunday is you have to put your players in the right spot to succeed, to win the game. Okay. And if you have to pick one moment where the game goes south, I would make the argument it's the fourth and two goal line spot. You got a 10-point lead with 10 minutes and 30 seconds left. Yep. If you take the three... You're making them score two touchdowns to beat you. If you go yeah. for it and connect on the touchdown, the game's over. Yeah. The Bills wanted to end the game. Yep. And that was a bad decision. And that's not me speaking in hindsight. I felt that way as they were lining up to run that fourth down play, fourth and goal from the two-yard line. Now, you can make the argument that if the pass falls incomplete, they have to go, the Vikings have to go 98 yards. 98 yards, yeah. But I would like you to keep in mind the Bills had just given up an 81-yard run to Delvin Cook, the longest of the season. Yep. So it's not like in that moment the run defense was stout. And last week against the Jets, you thought you had them pinned deep yep. and you were going to play defense, and they were able to just walk down the field and score the game-winning touchdown. And it was as if God was putting an exclamation point on that decision. The Vikings end up going, what, 65 yards after the interception return? Yep. And they missed the extra point on the ensuing touchdown, which means the field goal would have had them up seven anyway. You can't play that hindsight back and forth. I'm not playing hindsight. In the moment, I knew that was a bad decision. So in the moment, you knew that they were going to go down, that they were going to go down and score and miss the extra point to where the the field goal would have been the better play because they would have had to put six on the board, seven I, on the board. I'll put it this way: in that moment, in that moment of aggression. I feel like McDom- McDermott was coaching scared. McDermott. McDermott. <laughs> McDermott. He was coaching scared. See, I completely disagree with you there. I think that the the makeup of this team has been one that is going for the kill shot, going for the the, the dagger, because the opposite has bit them in the past. Where it's where you're playing conservative and you don't go for that that six points right there and you kick the field goal and it comes back to bite you later in the game. So I don't think that was the defining moment for me in that game. It was unfortunate, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that was a defining this game's going the other way now. There are times where you be aggressive. And I like aggressive football. Sure. Doesn't sound like you do. Well, here's where here's where my problem is. When you can feel the game slipping away, we all knew it. Like you felt that game slipping away as they get it. You shouldn't have been in fourth and two in the first place, man. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, like and again, we can sit here and I don't mean to kick anybody in the scrote here, man. Like I like McDermott. I question his in-game decisions sometimes. I mean, he's a great preparation coach. He's also got the worst statistical or the worst challenge. History in the in the NFL in the history really? of the NFL. No, that's a legitimate statistic. <laughs> he has the worst winning percentage on challenges in the history of the NFL. Which I, I think did is not a know mi- that microcosm of decisions like this. Look, man, 
That was a moment to play conservative ball. I disagree. Let, I, yeah. Look, let Kirk Cousins and his close your eyes and chuck it as far down the field. Let him let him beat you that way. No, I don't. I don't. I don't see it that way. I see it as you are in control of your destiny right there. You are the one making the decision of we are going to go to win the game. Von Miller has said it since the beginning of the season. They have a mindset of going out there every week and dominating their opponent. Mm-hmm. I think that was a domination move. Obviously, again, I'll say it again. The, the absolute, short of him returning it to the house, the absolute worst case scenario happened right there. I don't see that as a McDermott decision. That's a Josh Allen, or I should say Bill's offense, poor execution there. That's not a, that's a, McDermott's not putting them in that situation. No, there. he did. He did. He put them in the situation because he held the field goal team on the sideline and he told Josh, go do it. And look, man. You look, pay him a quarter billion dollars to go do it. He wasn't playing until Saturday at four o'clock. Please. Look, look. We, I, I'm sorry, I don't... I don't, uh, I don't uh, know. I, I, you, Josh Allen was not himself on Sunday. Is that fair? Now, granted, he threw for over 300 yards. He had some great moments. He was not the Josh Allen gunslinger that we have become accustomed to. You could tell that injury was bothering him a little bit. I don't think so. I, do, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think that he was the exact same person that he has always been. I, I don't think that the, the elbow has been... Uh, this is just my opinion. I don't think the elbow was was a a, a cause for concern. I, I think they were being very strategic in their um you know their their player execution. status. What did I say? What oh. strategic in their execution? In their execution? The yeah, oh, no, <laughs> what I was saying was I think that they were being uh, strategic in their game uh, player uh, distinctions. Is what the word I was trying to think of. With Josh Allen all week to kind of bait of like, is it going to be Case Keenum? Is it going to be Josh Allen? I don't think the elbow is what affected Josh on Sunday. I think he just made poor decisions at poor times and it cost the team. No, I'm not saying that the game was lost because of Josh's elbow. I'm saying in a situation where you're up 10 with 10 and a half minutes left, you are obviously the better team and you've been the better team all day and you have a chance to just take control and calm everybody down and get three points. You don't risk the three points by relying on a guy who had to go see multiple specialists during the week to make sure that his elbow wouldn't fall off if he played an NFL game. That's all I'm saying. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Look, man, when you win NFL games, they don't ask how. They ask how many, they don't ask how. They 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 don't ask how, they ask how many. How about that? You're on your A game today. Look, at the end of the season... At the end of the season, nobody's going to be like, "Oh, you went, you know, fourteen and three, yeah, but you, yeah, that time you kicked a field goal instead of going for the kill shot against Minnesota." So it wasn't a, no, no, no. It's a win. A win is a win. Okay, that's great. I would rather have the the makeup of the team remain the same mm-hmm. and go fourteen and three, or even thirteen and four, or whatever the you know, like I, I I would rather have that theme of the team remain consistent week to week. Obviously, I want to win games, but I don't think that was what cost the game. Okay. If you're if you're asking where's, me, where's the turning point for you? Then? The the turning point for me was if not the first, the second, fourth down conversions on the ensuing drive, like that. That's what did it for me. You're talking about the Justin Jefferson catch, the, yeah, both of them, right? He had both of them on fourth down, or I did T.J. Hawkinson have one? Uh, I think T.J. Hawkinson, Hawkinson had, had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The so Hawkinson both of those. Dude, you're you're it's fourth down and fourth and long in in several at least fourth and five. The other one was fourth and eighteen. You said uh, fourth and eighteen was the one that Justin Jefferson made that catch. Come on, man, you got to make those plays. Okay, but here's the thing: it goes back to what we talked about up front. No, you don't, and here's why: those are not starting NFL players. They're not. 
they're they're on an NFL roster, man. Next man up. You yeah. have to stop the Look. team. You you've held them for three downs at that point. We need to sack Kirk Cousins. Uh, you did not speak down. English. You did not just speak they, English. Like I'm saying, like this is this has been a theme as far as the Bills are concerned on third and, and fourth down. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say fourth down, but at least on third down, third and long situations. The and we've talked about it on uh, it on the show before. I am so sick of of seeing third down and third and long and fourth and long conversions made on the Bills defense. It's so beyond frustrating. But, I understand the Vikings defense or rather the Vikings offensive line had a good game all in all. Mm-hmm. But like you got to get home. You got to get to Kirk Cousins. You got And then what was it with Kirk Cousins like breaking off like uh, uh, the middle of the field was completely well, wide yeah, open it's because you don't account for Kirk Cousins as a runner. That's why Fair you, enough. you have to absolutely and look. OK, look, but let's go back to what we just said. TJ Hawkins is one of the best tight ends in the league. Justin Jefferson is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Sure. Who are being covered by undrafted free agents and safeties that are the sixth man on the bench. So you can sit here and write all the posters you want. Hang in there, baby. Next man up. Do your 111. Like, that's all inspirational, and it'll look great on an N1 t-shirt you can buy in the from a kiosk in the mall. But it doesn't apply to when you line up talent on talent, because eventually you just run out of smoke. And Leslie Frazier should be commended for the job that he's done scheming all season long. Because that's the other frustrating thing with the defensive backs on Sunday. They were there. Yeah. The players were there. They were in the position they had to be. They just got out manned out athletics by superior football players. Sure. There's no shame in that, right? No, like, no. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. But for six, seven weeks, the Bills were able to cover up those with some Band-Aids and amazing scheming. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually, we've seen the last two weeks, NFL teams are going to go, oh, hey, these are not NFL starting players, and here's how we're going to go beat, beat them. Yeah. So when you say the two fourth downs are what changed the game, yeah, sure. I mean, it's frustrating, but I understand that. That makes logical sense. Mm. I don't understand a 13-point lead with 10 and a half left if you trust your defense. Because, look, if, if that's so frustrating to you, those two plays, because it was so out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. well, taking the three points would have won you the game based on your logic because the defense is going to be able to make those plays and stop them. Yeah. I rest my case. I mean, I see it more as I, I think more people would agree with me than agree with you in that. Oh, it says man who the, made point that he agrees with. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I think that the the defense wasn't as problematic as the offense was in critical times yesterday. You don't think the defense was as problematic in critical times? I think that the hang on. There, I'm, there, there I'm were angry. three full-length <laughs> touchdown drives. Well, the two touchdown drives and a field goal. And by the way, the funniest part of yesterday is the Bills got all the bounces, even stripes-wise, too. That Gabe Davis catch was not a catch. Oh, my gosh, dude. And then in overtime, when they stopped Dalvin Cook on second down, and then, okay, yeah, there were 12 men on the field. So, I actually, I didn't realize that Neither until, did I until um, this morning. Yeah, until I, I took a closer, or it was brought to my attention. Um, but yeah, no, the Gabe Davis catch, like no doubt. And I'm not going to sit here and apologize of like, well, no, you know, uh, one way or the other, like it should not have been a catch. It, it, it should not have been a catch. But here's the thing. Devin Singletary's fumble shouldn't have been a fumble. So that one wipes out the other one. Fair. You get what I'm saying? Look, I mean, yeah. that's why I never bang on stripes is because most of the time, eventually at the end of the game, it all comes out in the wash. Who says bang on stripes? I do. What? <laughs> Banging on the stripes. You're not going to give the refs a hard time. I'm not going to bang on the stripes. I'm not going to bang on stripes. Well, no, hey, man, mine is quicker and cooler. I'm not going to give the referee. A hard time in you're, the game. You're, 
it's quicker and cooler says like the the loser who makes up like his own you've never heard that expression like, before bang on stripes didn't <laughs> no didn't you say last week playing on their head yeah playing on their head I'm standing on their head he's playing on his head that does not that's not a thing yeah you want the weirdest stat from this week not really but go ahead in the first four weeks of the season the buffalo bills had outscored opponents 63 to 7 in the second half that tracks since the Packers game, the Bills have scored 12 points combined in the second half. 12 points in three weeks. They went from 63 to 7 in the first four to 12 in the last three. So unless they score ba, 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 49 points in the second <laughs> half against the Browns, it's going to be under the average. It's not out of the ordinary, I don't think. But um, or could potentially not be out of the ordinary. But yeah, no, I mean the the offense has not been good. Well, in just the, in the second, in the half. second half. That's yeah, no, for sure. The offense has not been good in the second half. And and what's what's interesting too is like not interesting. I I my I think that it is it, it's coming down to Josh making poor decisions at at critical times. I I truly think that because they're gaining the yardage. They're they're moving the chains for the most part. I I don't see any reason for those points to not go on the board unless you take in the turnovers that come at critical times. I No, I don't even think it's that because there aren't turnovers coming on the drive out of halftime. There aren't turnovers. I mean, look, you can bang on Josh for the He's thrown four interceptions in the last two games, which is a lot of interceptions. But that only accounts for a quarter, probably less than the drives that the Bills have had in the second half. Right? It's not like he's going out there and throwing an interception every time they get the ball. Now, granted, they're in, they're in very inopportune times, but you can't sit here and lay it all on the feet of Josh Allen. You can criticize him. I mean, the guy has made some mistakes, but he's also put you in a position to win the last two weeks that somehow got you know frittered away. Sure. Now, with all the Fr- say that one more time, frittered away, frittered away. What did I say? Frittered away. What? Yeah, you've never heard that. Never heard what, that. Are you banging on the stripes. <laughs> Apparently. So, with all the doom and gloom, there is good news. Uh, the every sports book in America mm-hmm. still has the Bills with the best odds to win the Super Bowl. <sighs> plus three thirty seems to be the consensus. Now it's down from plus two fifty a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. which I got in at. Oh, good for you. No big deal. Yep. But no, even with everything going on, the Bills being third place in the AFC East, the sixth seed in the playoffs right now, they still have the best odds to win the Super Bowl according to every sports book in America. Do you think that's because? Well, hang on. If it's the best odds, that means that Vegas makes less money. Nobody's taking the Bills to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. In fact, the smart thing to do to try and make money is to put a team that's hot right now higher up the ladder and jump the Bills. Like the Dolphins, for example. Everybody's high on the Dolphins right now. Dolphins aren't going to win the Super Bowl. Make them. Collect that money. Okay. I mean, look. I'm trying. I I ask because I don't know gambling at all, and I'm trying to understand what the angle would be. If it is like, if it is an angle, or if it is truly like, in their opinion, the Bills are still the the odds-on favorite to to win. In their opinion, I mean, look, like we talked about with the defensive backfield, right? The injuries are ridiculous. Sure, this roster is great. We just had after three years of unbelievable great luck. Yeah, terrible, terrible injury luck. The last. All season, the the <laughs> the Bills secondary went from and arguably the place of of the most strength on the on the team overall mm-hmm. to uh, a a major weakness or or a major uh, hole, I guess I'll I'll put it that way. But at the same time, you know, 
How valuable is Jordan Poyer to this team? Yeah, right kidding, now? They <laughs> haven't won a game without him. Come on. They have yet to win a game without Jordan Poyer. So so that Tredavious White hopefully is going to be coming back soon, but who knows how uh, you know how that goes. I don't know, man. I'd like to th- I I know that like I hope more than anything. He's using his hands, by the way. I am. I hope more than anything that weeks go by. And like, and you play the music at the, and we're like, look at how stupid we were after the Vikings game. It was so doom and gloom, and look how everything worked out perfect. You were being doom and gloom. My argument is that the injuries are what's keeping. Look them down. how doom and gloom Ryan was Thank after you. the Vikings game. Because I'm pretty low, man. I and I think most Bills fans are. I, I obviously the expectations uh, were were and are high. Uh, after dropping two in a row, we're zero and two uh, in the division. Oh man, we're we're now third in the division. I understand it doesn't matter right no, now, but no, it I matters just, right now. No, it, I'm trying to think back to the when the last time the Bills dropped two in a row. When was the last season they did that? What last season? Okay, when was the last time uh, they fell out of first place in the division? Last season. The Chiefs played in the AFC Championship game last year. Good team, right? Sure, right. Model franchise in the NFL. This exact time last year, they were 5-4 and four in last place in their division. Yep. So what I'm telling you is, this doesn't matter right now. You're right. You see the Jets. Okay. You see the Dolphins. Okay. You see the Patriots twice. You get three out of those four games at home. Yep. Ideally, you get your horses back. Okay. Not I'm feeling. I'm feeling, honestly, I'm, 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 no God, joke. A, no joke. I, I'm sorry, man. I got to talk through it. I don't know how to work out emotions. Oh, I thought you were just going to stop the sentence there. <laughs> The good news is, well, we got time off coming up. Sure. You're going to get to see family stuff oh, yeah. in your face. Now, uh, the Bills play the Browns on Sunday, and we'll get into that later in the show. But it's two games in 10 days, 11 days. Woo! Thanksgiving's coming. And this year, the Bills present some problems for the Thanksgiving get-together. What's that? We'll get into it next. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. Is the best holiday of the year? I ooh no. Um, top two. What holiday do you have like international permission to just stuff your face until you can't move anymore? Uh, fair, but I like I'm a Christmas guy. Okay, that's fine. What I'm saying is, this year as Bills fans, when the schedule came out, we thought, oh my God, Thanksgiving is that much better because we get the Bills on TV that day too. Of course. And as we get closer, Bills fans are starting to figure out that might be a problem. Could be. Let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. His name's Ryan Duffy. My name's Pat Duffy. Uh, like, subscribe, shoot us a rating, mm-hmm. leave us a comment. We'd love you for wherever it is, by the way, whether it's Spotify, the Odyssey app, or Apple Podcasts. Right. Any, or, anywhere you get your podcast. You're in my living room while we're in my studio and you're just listening. You just sure. shout out, shout out, hey, podcast sounds great. Biscuit, your dog Biscuit doesn't have a phone. You crazy man. Okay, so the Bills play the Browns on Sunday. Yes, they and do. And then they got to do the quick turnaround, hop on a plane, head to Detroit. Motor City, baby. So is this the third time in five years the Bills are playing on Thanksgiving? Four um, years? Third who, and five. Third Cowboys. And f- oh, no, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Cow- they've played in every spot on Thanksgiving within the last few years. The late window, 430 window against the Cowboys. That was the welcome to America Buffalo Bills game. Oh, yeah. You had the Saints last year in prime time, the late game, 
And the Bills will play the Detroit Lions in the 1230 slot uh, on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Yep. For the first time since 1994. Wow. Do you remember that? No. Because we watched it together. <laughs> I bet we did. No, we did. In Fredonia in my in our great aunt's house. Wow. Okay. You don't remember this? I, I <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. My, my, and just real quick aside. Yeah. I remember going to games. I remember seeing games, watching it. I was around it. Yeah. But like, you know how like you have that like awakening from the matrix moment, your come to consciousness moment, mm. that moment for me where I was watching football and I was like, oh, I want the bills to win here. I was into it was the Tennessee uh, wild card game in 1999. Okay. So you were what? 11? Uh, yeah. Around that. Okay. I think fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. The Music City Miracle was my first conscious memory of a Bills game. So, like, I'm sorry, man. I'm 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 in it with everybody else as far as like the misery is concerned. But I'm sure we watched it. Yeah, I just, no, you know. Okay, yeah. Bottom sure. line is this. All right. So the game, like we said, is at 12:30, which has now created a problem. Uh, that game's going to be over around 3:30, 3:45. Yeah. And you don't want to leave until the game is over. You want to watch every second of that game. Of course, it's going to be a big game. Right. Which means if you are leaving your house to go to Thanksgiving dinner, you can't do dinner until like 4, 4.30. Hmm. Is it okay to hold up the family to make sure you get to watch all of the Bills game? Um, No. No? No, it's not. It's a holiday, and, it, and it's more than you. Shut it's up. It's more than you. I'm a Hot take. I think you got to give your family no. all of yourself that day. There are only a few days a year that you got to give all of yourself. Thanksgiving is one of them. Shut up. All of yourself. So our family is weird. Uh, our half of the family, like our like immediate family, mm-hmm. cares deeply about this game. Sure. You, me, my dad, my our sisters, like they were diehard Bills fans. Not mom though. No, not mom. Well, mom's not a diehard. <laughs> mom is. Don't come, tell me I'm wrong. And by the way, the way things worked out, I don't blame her for not being a diehard Bills fan. <laughs> our father went to a Bills game. What two days after our sister was born in a C-section? Yeah, something like that. Hey. All the major surgery worked out. I'm going to see the Bills play the Dolphins. <laughs> However, where uh, we all go for Thanksgiving, like our extended family, they are what I would call casual to non-fans. Yeah, Fair it's, it's yeah. No, I mean they're it's a mix, but I think collectively, yeah, I would say casual to. If it's on, they'll watch it, but they're not going out of their way, right? Yeah. Okay. Do what time is Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving? Do you know yet? Um, I don't know. Have you talked to anybody about when you're going to be there? No, but we're on we're on my wife's side. Oh, this year. so you're going on the other side. Uh-huh. Oh, so you've got you couldn't explain that even if you wanted to. Um, no, I'm going to have to bite the bullet on this one. So you're going to miss this game? No, I'm not going to. Mi- I'm not going to miss the game. What are you going to do? Oh well, one, I have a car with a radio oh, wow. installed inside of it. Okay, I have AirPods that uh-huh. I can pop in with with uh, a a pass through mode. Wait, 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 wait. Sure, hit me. It's disrespectful to ask if we can have dinner later. But it's not disrespectful to sit with her family with air AirPods in and listen to the game. Something about me, Patrick. I am top tier multitasker. Steve Tasker, if you would. I go home. Thank you. I can execute flawlessly as a husband, parent, uh, sibling, uh-huh. human being, yeah. while also being completely dialed in to the podcast, video music that i'm listening to 
and I can absolutely execute execute at peak <laughs> performance. Execute so well Sentences. you can't say the word execute. <laughs> so no, I I th- and, and and where we are going this year is they are a football family. They have people coming in from out of town who are huge uh, Bills fans, and so much in fact that they're they live in Philadelphia. They're from up here, mm. but um, but they are so deprived of Bills football that when they do come up here, it's like overload. They're going to all the different shops. They're loading up on all their Bills gear. They want to talk bills and i love them for that okay so i'm very excited okay so um my family my wife my kids we are not going to a thanksgiving dinner because we're going to the game in detroit yes so we got the tickets and we're going to be at the game but i realized yesterday i didn't tell anybody that oh (laughs) like our family i did i have yet to tell our like i just never came up you know like it's like i'm for extended family like everyone's always busy so you mean to say that the first time that anyone knows that you're not coming to to Thanksgiving dinner is when they pop in this podcast. Yep. yep. And they realize that they are actually minus four on the attendance list. Yep, that's my bad. Well, I mean, honestly, there's enough time, I think, at this point, provided that they listen to it as soon as it comes out, which you totally should. Well, look, if our family would subscribe to the podcast, they won't have plus four meals <laughs> prepared. Yeah, so I got to make a phone call this week. But, but I mean, that's not really the end of the world, right? I mean, everyone loves the copious amounts of food that come with Thanksgiving. What's that extra four plates that uh, that now everyone gets to take home, divvy up among the, the, the people and take home for turkey sandwiches well it is funny though like how we were raised and i think this counts for most bills fans versus how like normal people were raised normal normal not bills fans <laughs> because like it wasn't even a thought to me missing thanksgiving dinner like yeah. when, when the schedule came out i told you like I, be earlier on in the season the second the schedule came out i didn't even ask my wife i just i knew the tickets were going to sell out mm-hmm. i jumped on Ticketmaster. i went to the detroit Lions section i bought the tickets and that's then a I'm, that's a good husband dad move right there did it did it and i'm not being i'm not being sarcastic that's a good move right there but like when my wife was all excited at first because you know she likes going on trips mm-hmm. but then like it sunk in like what do you mean you were not gonna have thanksgiving with our family mm-hmm. which is weird because you and i growing up our dad would take us to the Thanksgiving Day game no matter who was playing. We yep. would drive from Rochester through Canada to Detroit only so he could get away from us on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, like, we... Had nothing to do with spending quality time with his sons at a, at a away game in uh, in Detroit with Pizza Papalis and, and staying at the Marriott Renaissance and all the fun stuff. Uh, it was the, the Marriott... Uh, oh, God, what was that place called? I thought it was the Renaissance. Was it the Renaissance? I thought so. I could be wrong. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But yeah, like my my brain has been so warped by the super fandom of football that our family has experienced that it did not even cross my mind. Like, oh, maybe we should be spending Thanksgiving with our family. (laughs) It's like, no, we're gonna go watch a football game and eat a giant turkey leg while we're in Detroit. Hey, man, you got to make your own memories. No, but see, you're saying that because you experienced the Thanksgiving Day game with me. Yeah, like if you would have bought tickets for the Detroit Lions Thanksgiving Day game and did not tell your wife, Mm -hmm. what would her reaction have been? Oh, man, that's... We got two little ones. That's different. Oh, what happened? Hey, man, go make your own memories, man. Oh, no, of course. But I'm saying, like... Go make your own baby memories. But but I don't... But, but, yeah, of course. They're not going to remember it because they're, like, three and and four months. The pictures will be adorbs, though. They For sure. No doubt about it. Um, I can only imagine, you know, Georgia and, like, the the carrier, like, her hanging out in front of me and I have a Bills jersey on. (laughs) That'd be a great picture. That would actually be a great picture. Um, But, yeah, no, I think my situation... My situation's a little bit different. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, it'll be a good time. I mean, what's the problem? Are you worried about 
the the no, backlash? No, or no, like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Our family's cool. I just find it funny. Like, I guess when you're raised in this environment in Western New York with the Bills, die hard. There are things that you think are completely normal that people do for their teams. Yeah. Anyone outside of that scenario is like, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You're going to miss a major holiday with your family mm-hmm. to drive six hours to watch a three-hour football game, and then you're done? It's over? Yeah. I like it in my mind. I'm like, yeah, of course. Why would you not do that? But like, very few people I've talked to that aren't Bills fans understand that. Right. I feel like you wear it as a like a badge of honor of like, look what I'm doing. I was all And I see it as a badge of honor. Yes. Like, that's awesome. I'm envious of you. Right. But um, but yeah, no, I, I think as I get older, too, and, and I'm exposed to more people that are uh, not either not Bills fans or maybe not even football fans. Um, yeah, there, there's a there's a bit of skepticism when it when thinking about the things that Bills fans do for their team. So here's what's, here's what's really going to suck for a lot of people on Thanksgiving. What's that? Um, no, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever up? heard. Like he literally turned his head around and that burp. Yes, it got picked up. Whoops. Go back and listen. Excuse me. When you sit and watch a game or go to a bar or whatever, like you can surround yourself with like-minded fans. I always do. I cannot watch a game with someone who's not a Bills fan because I will end up. Like freaking out, uh, like a stranger. Uh, well, stranger I can handle. It's if it's like someone I know. Well, no, because like you go to a game, there's strangers around you that like other teams. Sure, right? Like there's nothing you can do. I'm they're saying, wrong, but sure. Yeah, and like I get it. Like you're a fan of that team. Like right now, with the Bills doing with the expectation the Bills had and the two game skid that they're on, like everyone's coming out of the wood. Like, oh, I told you, I'm a Raiders fan, but I told you Bills suck. I'm a you know Jets oh, fan. Yeah, I, I mean they're Bruce a punching suck. bag at this point. But you know, like, they're they're low hanging fruit, which is fine. There are going to be people at your Thanksgiving that are going to be those people. Like, there are Bills fans listening right now where, like, your cousin wanted attention when he was a kid and he never developed a personality, so he became a Dolphins fan, which is how all <laughs> Dolphins fans in that's how they Yeah, that's how they come out of the, you know, that's sidebar. how they come to be. No, sidebar. I'm completely serious when I say that. I am 100% convinced, and I would like to fund a scientific study if someone out there can do it. I'm convinced all Dolphins fans that are Born and raised in Rochester. If your dad wasn't from Miami or your mom wasn't from Miami and a Bob Greasy fan, you decided you were a Dolphins fan because when you were in second or third grade, you realized, oh, wow, other people are blossoming into human beings and I am not. I am so anti-conformist that I'm going to like the division right Oh, no, 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 no. It's not about being anti-conformist because if that's the case, you'd start wearing black clothes and listening to like Bauhaus or something, right? Like, <laughs> And be a Raiders fan. Yeah, that too. <laughs> No, I'm saying, like, you want attention in any way you can get it. Any way you can get it. Positive, negative. So I'm going to be a Dolphins fan. And I guess for this newest generation, it's Patriots. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But for us, when we were growing up, it was the Dolphins fan. Right? Like, if you're 33 or older, Mm -hmm. the most annoying kid you went to school with was a Dolphins fan. And he wasn't annoying because he was a Dolphins fan. He was a Dolphins fan because he was annoying. So um, you're you're absolutely correct. Pat. Thank you. Thank you. I um I have 
a therapist that I think maybe you should talk to. Because I think there are some very specific memories that you're carrying with you that I think maybe could get you off your, get, you should get off your chest okay. a little bit. There are four people I knew, okay. I know now that are Dolphins fans. All right. All of them fit that profile. Okay. And I want you to think of the Rochester raised Dolphins fans that you know. Do you know a couple of them? I, 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 I maybe a few of them, okay. yeah. Everybody listening to this right now is thinking of the Rochester raised Dolphins fan they know, and they're going, oh my God. He's absolutely right. Um, possibly. I have had a bit of a different experience of late because the only Dolphins... I didn't grow up with any Dolphins fans that were in like my my like immediate friends. I love group. how we're like talking about them like it's a different religion. Right. Like, we didn't know any Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> growing up. Um, I will say, though, and, and this does not take away my displeasure for the Dolphins. I My most recent interaction with a Dolphins fan was a former co-worker who is just... The nicest dude in the whole world. And it sucks he never developed a personality. Uh, he's got a great personality. He's well, a great weird, dude. He's a Dolphins fan. Um, Brett, if you're listening, I miss working with you. You're, Brett, I don't you know you, dude. but I stand by my statement. <laughs> but um, but no, I uh, I I can't say I have the same experience as as you do toward look childhood Dolphins fans. Look, I get that you don't want to hurt Brett's feelings, and I have to respect <laughs> that. And Brett's probably not listening. Why would he be listening to a Bills podcast as a Dolphins? Beats mad. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's out there, but Brett. Hope you're doing well. All right. Brett is terrible, and he fits the profile <laughs> I just brought up. But in the long way of getting to the point I was making, sure, most people are going to be at watching this Bills game, which is now matter matters. Every game carries more weight after this two game skid. Mm-hmm. And anytime something goes wrong with the Bills during the game, you're, so you're saying that. <laughs> You went on for way too long. <laughs> so you're saying that bothers you more coming from opposing fan base? Someone I know that is doing it just to be a jerk, right? Like, you're not cheering for the other team because you're a fan of the other team. You're doing it because the Bills are on and the Bills have been doing well the last couple of years and you just want to be a jerk for attention. Fair enough. You're, like that eats me alive. Fine. That's that's. I understand your point. It bothers me too. However... What takes the cake for me there are the Benedict Arnold fans who are who are now going back oh. to saying, oh, same old Oh, oh well, why don't you put a pin in that? Because that perfectly carries us to our next topic. Hey, segue. Yeah, it is. Uh, first of all, we got to get to uh, what's making Ryan sad. Oh, yeah. And I can see the look on his face that he just remembered he had to do that again. Always ready. Somebody on this podcast, as the season started, used a term. Yeah. Gatekeeper. Yeah. And he used it in a derogatory sentence towards another handsome bearded man on this podcast. Well, wouldn't you know, if we would have gate kept a little better, what you just said wouldn't be happening. Okay. And we'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get to podcast. type of guy to say I told you so (laughs) unless I'm right in which case I'm gonna say I told you so and like you can't even hide now because you just without realizing admitted that I was right all season long not a chance no chance it's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app. Uh, that's Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. You can get us, as you know, on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll get into uh, why Ryan all of a sudden is a massive hypocrite who has come to the realization that I had earlier in the season. But Ryan here, uh, he's a man who likes to wear his heart on his sleeve. Always. Gets very emotional. And we're going to find out again this week what's making Ryan sad. 
Well, there were a lot of options this week. From being a down-in-the-dumps man, as I am right now. I am coming back around after talking to you a little bit. But what's making me sad is that the most fundamental thing a quarterback and center can do is snap the ball. The fact that the absolute worst case scenario happened after the Bills had a fourth and goal stop happened, the fact that that happened, all of the wind came completely out of my lungs when that happened. I collapsed onto my couch in in utter disbelief. And I still, I woke up this morning thinking, and I'm not thinking about the loss. I'm not thinking about the two fourth down conversions. I'm not thinking about the picks. I'm three fourth down conversions. I'm not thinking about any of those things. Okay. I'm thinking about the fact that that game was over. The game was won. Even if you take a safety there, that would that would have been a worse okay, case scenario. All right, look, the game was not over, and here's why. The game was over. It wasn't. The only way the game was over is if you drew them off sides, which I think they should have tried to do and they didn't do. That is a very hard play to run in that end zone. Now, that fumble, obviously, is the worst-case scenario. But what do you do? You can't take a knee. If you turn around and hand it off, they're literally sending everybody. Of course. So you're running the risk of taking a safety, which would have been better, but still not great because you're kicking the ball back to them with 35 seconds left, and they need a field goal to win the game. Did they have? They had two timeouts. They are, They had to burn one earlier in the half. They had one timeout. It doesn't matter. You got there's 30, one timeout. You had 35 seconds left. They converted two fourth downs, a fourth and 18 and a fourth and 15. You don't think they could go 40 yards? to kick a game-winning field goal? I mean, sure, but like, but I'm sorry, dude. It's it's the 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 simplest connection that any quarterback, any center, you work on that all the time. Even if the snap is clean, there's no guarantee that line moves because everybody's coming. Look, man, it's it's not it. It's not as simple as everyone's making it out to seem. And I'll I'll criticize all day long. Yeah, the fumble was unfortunate. You ran the risk of taking a safety there three different ways. Because if you run the ball, take a step back, you're three yards in the end zone. That quarterback push, everybody's coming up the middle. Maybe Gabe can help out, maybe not. We've seen Josh lose his footing a couple of times in plays like that. And if you drop back to pass and take a sack, same situation, Mm -hmm. right? Or you run a risk of throwing a pick six, which I guess would have done the same thing. So I wouldn't be too sad about that. It wasn't the easy play that everyone thought it was. It sounds like you right now... Mm -hmm are gatekeeping my own feelings over what's making me sad. Don't be dumb, and I won't have to do that. Got it. Okay, understood. I'm just helping you out here, man. Like you're the one that's like freaking out about things. There's no, it's over, man. Make there is a huge difference. Again, I'll I'll give you that therapist. There's a huge difference between being sad about something and freaking out about something. Okay. I'm not freaking out about it. I'm sad that it happened. I know that you're freaking out because you're doing that. I'm trying not to be loud voice, but I'm being loud in my quiet way voice. Okay. I'm not mad. I'm just saying. I'm enunciating yeah. and speaking slowly so someone, so so the bird brain that you are can actually bird understand brain. what I'm what trying did to you, say. What did you just walk off the set of grease? This is a... Here comes the fuzz. Cheese it, guys. Shut up. Cheese it? It's an expression like get out of here. You never heard that before? Cheese it. Yes. Cheese it the fuzz. You never heard that? I've heard the fuzz. I've never heard cheese it. You can Google it if you don't believe me. My, uh, when I was, uh, 
at my workspace the other day. I forgot Could you to, have sounded like more of it'll a be word funny. I can't dump. <laughs> it'll be funny in a second, I think, at least. Who cares? When I was at my workspace the other day, I forgot my uh, my lunch at home, so I had to buy snacks from the vending machine. All they had was white cheddar Cheez-Its. And my two-year-old, the second she saw them in the car, goes, what are those? Those Cheez-Its? Do you have Cheez-Its? Can I have Cheez-Its? They're, I'm sorry, buddy. They're gone. Huh. You had Cheez-Its? <laughs> By the way, she gets older, she'll know whenever there's any rapper in your car, right. Danny, of course, ate all of the cheeses. <laughs> all right, so the Bill's success has caused an explosion in popularity the last three years, and the fan base has become split into two. Hmm. You have the diehards that have been there every week for decades. Sure. And you have the bandwagon fans. And some diehards, as the Bills started to get better, were not so keen about the bandwagoners jumping on. Now, Ryan, earlier this season in some discussions we've had, you yourself have accused me of being what's called a gatekeeper. And for those who are not familiar with your uh, millennial slang, could you could you help them out here? I think that you personally were putting up barriers to say that other fans either didn't deserve to be at a game, specifically your daughter. In yeah, my, my 12-year-old, yeah. Um, or weren't as much of fans as you were so therefore they weren't as they weren't real fans oh yeah that's a perfect way to put it the second one okay okay uh it's weeks like this that i would like to remind you maybe gatekeeping the bills wasn't such a bad idea how so well you brought up something a second ago oops same old bills those fans are back and they're pissing you off right they're they've always been there and they've always pissed me off they're not diehards buddy Okay, that's fine. Yeah, they, they, they were always there. Yeah, yeah, they were always there, but this year they were right next to you wearing the Josh Allen jersey because they went out and jumped on the bandwagon, and now all of a sudden things change. Take a breath. And if you would have keep, you would have can't keep to me. Wouldn't be Taylor with it right now. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm sorry, dude. Those people existed from the beginning of time, and mm-hmm. they suck. So if you do it, you suck. Don't suck. Social media has been a light with Bill's hot takes over the last 24 hours as we taped this on a Monday. They're a popular team. Because everyone's a football expert. Uh, during the drought, Facebook, Twitter, it was a place for hurt diehards to go. Sure. To come together. Mm-hmm. And that's what made, that's literally what established Bill's Mafia, right? Like all that jazz. It came from that. Yeah. But we knew what we were talking about. Sure. And it wasn't so much crapping on the Bills as it was using each other as a support group, right? Yeah. During the drought. Yeah. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. Now, Ryan, yeah. all of those people you were advocating for earlier on the season are crapping on these players and these coaches, and they're lighting them up. You know what I saw yesterday, Ryan? What's that? Ask me what I saw on your social media yesterday. Hey, um, hey, Pat, what's going on? Hey, what's on? What do you see on social media yesterday? Two. Don't care. Just kidding. Two different people advocating for Case Keenum to start against the Browns over Josh Allen, not because Josh is hurt, but because Josh played so poorly the last two weeks, it's time to see what Case Keenum can do. So these are people in your mentions? Or are these people on your timeline? Uh, a little both. One was one and the okay. other. Yeah. Um, you follow morons. Case Keenum is not a better quarterback No, 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 no. no you're, okay, that, obviously, that's not the debate we're having here. The point that I'm making is that these people... We're not drought Bills fans. These people started watching recently because the only way you can have that take is 
not knowing football in any way. And Ryan, you advocated for these people. You wanted me to open my arms sure. and welcome them into the thing that made me the happiest in the whole world, my safe space, my spot. And now that they're here, they're inside my house, smashing vases and kicking windows open and shaking up cans of soda and spraying them all over my white walls. And you're sitting there going, see, isn't this fun? First of all, I think you should use some more earthy tones on your walls as opposed to just dark white walls. I like white walls. Fair enough. Um, this is a mental institution. I don't think that, okay, I maintain again, those people have always existed. Mm-hmm. They have always sucked. Mm-hmm. If you're that person, don't be that person. Oh, wow. But you wanted them in. You welcomed them. Of course. Oh, of it's course. not our team. It's, every, it's everybody's team. Please come in and ruin the experience for the folks that have lived and died and bled and scratched with this team. Please, please. Hey, take all my food out of my refrigerator. <laughs> what, would you like some dishes? I take really, them out of the dishwasher. Man, you got to see that therapist. I, this I is my therapy. That, <laughs> I think that... Um, that I think you're you are assigning a lot of your anger and frustration to this unnamed group of people who you can't even identify an actual person. Of course, they exist. That those those thoughts exist, but there are dumb people out there that have bad takes. I'm sitting Some across of them are in the media. I'm sitting across of them right now. <laughs> what? Wait, so I have a I, I have I'm a, a bad take person. Your bad take was <laughs> welcome them all. Yes, take them all in. It's our Show team. Them the way. No, 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 no. You are so beyond frustrating. How so? Because you don't let me finish my thoughts. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know exactly what you're going to do. What? I'm 34 years old. What I know exactly what you're going to do. What am I going to do? What? It's our team. It's our team all together. <laughs> God damn it, the wrong one. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, did you? No, I mean, come on. Who am I to say? To, who am I to gatekeep anyone from cheering for a team? Especially if that's the team that you you are around, that your friends and family mm-hmm. enjoy watching. You mm-hmm. enjoy seeing a dynamic offense most weeks on the the field, and a, and a stout defense, but that, and a team that that is that is the little guy that was the little guy, which I think is actually kind of part part of the problem right now. But that's I'm sorry, go ahead. I think that if I'm gonna, I I don't think that it is proper to put up a barrier to anyone to watch the team mm-hmm. to cheer for the team. How are you going to learn about? So you're saying like these these you know fair weather fans. Let's just say the Bills' success of late has uh, brought more fans into the fold. Mm-hmm. How are you going? Or do you expect every single one of them to just be like absolute proper? Like Bills' knowledge have have understood what it has felt like to to be someone maybe like us in our position for as long as we have. Uh-huh. Hey, by the way, they I, have I, to, I let you go make your point without interrupting you, and we're now in a next week's show. Great. You have to let them take their lumps, too. They have to go through the logical progression of, of like what it is to be a true football fan, in my opinion. So here is where you've dropped the ball on your argument. Okay. Right? Here's where you dropped the ball. Because you have made the assumption that these Fairweather Bills fans that have shown up and are now advocating for Case Keenum to start on next week, that are advocating that Sean McDermott should be fired that are advocating that the Pagoulas should sell the team because they're not spending enough money, like a quarter billion dollars, on their starting quarterback. You assume that these people that came in to watch this team love this team. And here's what I'm telling you. They don't love this team. Okay. And they never loved this team. It was about clout. It was about popularity. Everybody was a Bills fan now, and that was the cool thing to do. And all of a sudden, you got like, oh, man, look at all these cool Bills clothes that are showing up. And all like these hipster, like, uh, 
markets. You guys want you guys want to go down lucky hipster. Uh, you guys want to go down market. You want to go down lucky flea market and buy all like the cool vintage bill stuff. You guys want to do that? Like you know what? Quick sidebar. You know what pisses me off? What's that? Uh, our dad bought every Bill's article of clothing that ever existed yeah. when we were kids. Sweatshirts, jackets, hoodies. Starter. Hats, starter jackets that. for days. We had, like, he would buy three starter jackets a year. We're not exaggerating. Yeah. All of those things are worth a fortune now. Yeah. Those vintage, like, those starter jackets go the for, like, logo athletic, uh, all the, yeah. Pro player, all that yeah. stuff. And I have no idea what, like, we would literally be sitting on tens of thousands yeah. of dollars and that it's all gone. gone. It's probably on one of those, like, Storage Wars shows. <laughs> That guy with like the the like the bone like gloves opens up like I got a hole here. Damn it! The point I'm making is this: <laughs> it's not about loving this team for them. Okay, it's about the clout, and they can crumple it up and they can throw it away when it doesn't get good. And I can't do that. They're wrong for that. Okay, they are wrong for that. But you, you welcomed them in. You let them stand among us, and now it's leaking like a virus. Okay. Across Bills Mafia. Okay. I got to look at these people. Mm-hmm. Thurman Thomas, best quarterback of Bills history. I will punch you in your face. Thurman Thomas not is a, the best quarterback in Bills history. I'm not a violent person, but it makes me it makes me want to do things. Okay. I have been in the parking lots as long as you have. Those people have existed no, since haven't. the beginning of time. Bro, yes, they nobody, have. And, and nobody it, like that was going to November Bills games when they had four wins and they were playing the Broncos. When tickets cost seven dollars, yeah, happen. they were. Did not happen. They one hundred percent were. And I'm sorry. The biggest point here is that why are you letting anyone else dictate your level of love and appreciation for the team or how you cheer for the team? Why are you letting someone else who may not be as uh, football savvy or or in your like or, or may not be as like in love with the Bills as you are? Why are you letting them dictate how you feel about the team? Why is that influencing you? Here's why, Ryan. And it all loops back around to protecting what's yours. Being a Bills fan, it's a community. It's a small community. It was a small community, but it's a community. Now, you have people with no context that want to insert their two cents because they went out and they bought a hoodie when Josh Allen took them to an AFC championship game. Part of being a Bills fan is having that community around you to talk about Bills stuff because for long, for the longest time, they didn't talk about the Bills on ESPN. They didn't talk about the Bills sure. on National Sports Radio. So the only way you were getting that discussion was to find like-minded people who knew what they were talking about. And right. here's the other thing that bothers me, Ryan. What's that, Pat? Most NFL teams are just a team. Sure, they got some diehard fans, but there are other things to do in those cities. They have like three or four major league franchises just a hobby for them mm-hmm. for bills fans it was never just a hobby mm-hmm. you live for this team at least we did until you let the bandwagoners in you know what um you know you're you know what honestly you're absolutely right i was completely wrong for letting these people in mm-hmm. um you know though maybe just maybe mm-hmm. in order to build back this community that you're saying mm. exists that i know exists that we all know exists sure Maybe it's incumbent upon people like us, maybe, to welcome in these people with these poor takes or maybe allow them to be enlightened by you know someone really intelligent and good-looking, maybe yourself. Maybe we can let them be influenced by someone like you, bring them into the community, and maybe then, after that, the community maybe just be a little bit stronger. No, so they suck, no. Okay. No. So so that that right there... Is the definition of gatekeeping. Yesterday, 
a man wrote into my direct messages on my Twitter account at mm-hmm. DuffyNWCMF asking if Von Miller can play tight end because there aren't enough playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. It's an interesting thought. A grown man wrote me a DM mm-hmm. asking what I thought about Von Miller switching to the offensive side of the ball because Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie were not enough firepower despite the fact that we were hanging 40 points a game on people a couple weeks ago to win football games. Well, anyone who has the time or thought to send you a direct message about anything May should just maybe diversify their hobbies a little bit. Diversify their hobbies? Yeah, add a little bit more of a hobby instead of maybe just watching the Bills game. Maybe model airplanes? I don't know. Watching, and that's the problem. Maybe you've been one of these fans the whole time. Maybe that's what this is. Me? Well, you just called watching the Bills a hobby. Because to me, it's not a hobby. What is it? It's a lifestyle. I hate you so much. Well, no, I mean, you said it yourself. Maybe you should find another hobby, which implies to me, you watch the Bills as a hobby? That couldn't be further from the truth. Oh, really? Yeah. Your word's not mine. I, oh, you have every right oh, in the oh. world to think the way that you that think. A, I'm not going to change your mind. Was that a swallowed burp or was that a pause? That was swallowed burp yes. slash pause. Could you just stop? No, I won't. I am not going to change your mind. You do you. I'm not going to let the way that you watch and cheer for the team affect the way that I watch and cheer for the team. I love this team. I'm down and out right now. Everything's going to work out just fine. Bills fans, diversity of thought. Feel free to come to my community. What the hell are you talking about? I'm not going to turn anybody away. I can tell you've worked a corporate job your whole life. It's just like corporate buzzwords that I'm hearing come out of your mouth. Bills fans, diversity of thought. Let's put a pin in it. We'll circle back around after the holidays. Bills need a win, and they need a win bad. They dropped two in a row, and you've got two very winnable games coming up Sunday and then Thanksgiving. We get into this Browns game next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. are in third place in the AFC East. They have fallen to six. Oh, no. In the playoff picture in the AFC, and they need a win bad. And wouldn't you know it, here come the Cleveland Browns to oh, yeah. Buffalo. It's Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, his name is Ryan Duffy. My name is Hi. Pat. Why do you do that? It's my, it's my shtick. It's not, though. It's my shtick. Nobody has ever written. You know what I like when Ryan goes, hi, out of nowhere. When I introduce myself like a human, please. Okay, so the Cleveland Browns are an interesting case study in how to not run an NFL franchise. Like forever. (laughs) Um, When the season started, based on the punishment that Deshaun Watson was facing when he was handed down initially, Mm -hmm. uh, the Bills were going to be seeing him coming to town. He won't be coming. Jacoby Brissett's still the coward. Starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Watson is able to practice this week. I did see that, but no, yeah, he will not be playing. So that's an interesting thought. Like, do you, if you're the Browns, I mean, your season is, you got six losses. You would have to run the table 
to have any shot of a wild card, probably, right? Because I don't, yeah. I mean, with 17 games now, I don't know if 10 gets in automatically anymore. And you got to think that the Bengals and the Ravens are going to be pretty competitive for the division. So, yeah, I think, and, and with how competitive the AFC East yeah. is, I mean, the wild card may be a long shot. You may have to run, win the division. Okay. So, that being said, do you give Deshaun Watson any first team reps this week? Getting him ready? I think it would be a disservice to Jacoby Brissett. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to back that up and say it again? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, the Browns continue to surprise with their decisions from an organizational level. Um, I don't think they would. I mean, maybe. Who knows? So the Browns are, what is their record right now, Ryan? Uh, they are three and six. All right. Who are the three wins? The three wins are week one against the Panthers in a nail-biter. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. That 26, was the Baker Bowl. Yep. Um, they beat the Steelers in week three. Okay. And then they beat the Bengals in week eight. Yeah, that's not surprising. The Bengals have those weird... The Bengals are the weirdest team in the NFL. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, in the division, I mean, they're sitting two and uh, two and one in the division. Okay. Again, division doesn't matter so much in football when, unless it comes down to a tiebreaker. Can you give me their losses real quick? Run sure. Down. Their losses. They lost to the Jets and also a nail-biter. Oh, my God. That game was insane. 31-30. Watch yeah. that one live. Joe Flacco. Yes, he is elite. Lost to the Falcons and a nail-biter 2023. Okay. I didn't realize how close these games were. Lost to the Chargers 30-28. to These are all one-score games. Chargers, again, another weird team. Yeah, for sure. You should be better. Uh, The Chargers, this is week five at the time, and the Chargers were pretty banged up. Maybe still are, but either way. Uh, Got blown up by the Patriots, 38-15. Lost to the Ravens, 20-23. Another one-score game. And uh, just recently got the doors kicked off of them by the Dolphins, 39-17. Yeah, I thought that the Browns were going to run with them like for the first two series, and all of a sudden the Dolphins blew the doors off. All right. You worried about this game against the Browns on Sunday? I mean, I'm... I'm worried about the game that the Bills play. I'm worried about the game that the Bills play. I'm not worried about the Browns. I'm worried about the Bills executing. Okay. Here's here's the problem. When it comes to matchups, all of the Browns' strengths are going to exploit the Bills' weaknesses. 100% agree with you. The Browns' running game is really good, which Mm -hmm. we've seen the last three weeks is a big problem for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The Browns' defensive line is good, which mm-hmm. we've seen the last couple of weeks is going to be a major problem for the Bills' offensive line. Yep. So, like, those two things are very important when it comes to controlling the pace of a game. Yeah. And we also have to keep in mind, now it's Monday as we tape this, so we're not going to know who's on the injury report until a few days from now. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that Josh is good to go after the Vikings game. Tremaine Edmonds missed the second half of that game against the Vikings with his hamstring. Yep. He was questionable all week last week. There's no guarantee that he'll be good to play. And you saw when he, the first series he was out of the game is when Dalvin Cook broke off that 81-yard run. For sure. Longest run of his season. So I'd be lying Mm -hmm. if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous and it has nothing to do with their performance the last three weeks. It's just the way that the Browns match match up against the Bills. Fair. It's fair. I don't know, man. I um I hate to again to sound so doom and gloom, but I I'm I I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I gotta see him turn it back around. You know, as far as the Bills are concerned. Well, what do you have to see? I want to see execution. I guess I I want to see the. I think most people would agree with me when when you, and it goes back to I uh, think I said it on the diehard fans or bandwagon fans. Please stop. I'm asking the the I I think I've said it on the show before. Like you can tell, you can feel when things aren't going right, whether it's on Josh's face or his body language or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. 
the last two, three games, since the second half of the Packers game, there have been a lot of times where things just haven't looked like they're feeling right. Okay. They didn't look they like didn't look feeling, like they were feeling right. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. When I watch Josh Allen, it looks like he's not feeling right about something. Okay. So I want to see the team get back to that that winning mentality of of going out and having fun, honestly, and executing. It's hard to have fun when you're not executing. Sure. So execute, and no. it'll be a fun time for everybody. Okay. It's a chicken egg argument here. Okay. What do you want from me, Pat? What do you want from me? What Am I worried? If, I, I'm scared. Okay. That's what I'm asking. You want to hear me say it? You want to break me down? I'm scared. You think the Browns are going to beat the Bills on Sunday? Um, Because that's what I'm hearing from you. And you don't want to say it because you're just saying like coach speak that doesn't go anywhere. You believe that the Browns are going to come into Buffalo and beat the Bills on Sunday. I don't. I think the Bills are going to win. Okay. Why? I think the Bills are going to win. Because I have faith in my team. I have faith in my team that, they, that they're going to put it together. You told me two weeks ago yeah. that the game you watched uh, against the Jets, you thought Josh Allen was going to throw an interception every time he reared back. Yep. You told me this week, uh, just a second ago, that you are seeing in Josh a lack of confidence when things go wrong. Yeah. Okay. And then you followed both of those things up by saying you think the Bills are going to win on Sunday. I do, because I know that they can do it. I know that they can put it together. We've seen it in in six other games, maybe in this season, and countless prior to the last couple seasons. Okay. I truly think that the Bills can can turn it around. I really, truly think that. And and as such, I'm going to continue to bet on my boys. No, Tremaine Edmonds, does it change your opinion if that happens? Um, it would make things more dicey, but I think the Bills can grit their way to a win. I know they can do it. No Jordan Poyer, does that change your opinion? It would suck big time, but I don't think, is the Browns passing offense that prolific? No, but he, I mean, Poyer does a lot I, I in the run he's not, also. I, yeah, I, I understand that, but like, but he, he is most dynamic in, in pass defense. All right, so what I'm going to say, I want you to take with a grain of salt right now, sure. especially based on the last two weeks. Right now, despite the fact that the Bills are on a two-game skid and the offense has had its problems, they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Browns. Yeah. I don't know whether or not to trust that nine-and-a-half points. Because if you're asking me to put down money right now at nine-and-a-half, I don't think the Bills cover the nine-and-a-half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the last two games, the Bills have been major favorites and straight up lost outright. As a matter of fact, when it comes to gambling, the Bills have not covered the spread in the last three consecutive games. Mm. So I don't know what Vegas is thinking right now. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know how to read what's going on, how they're working this out between the Bills and especially people coming to Buffalo. I don't know gambling. I don't know betting. I know football, and I think the Bills are going to win. Okay, great. Do you think the Browns are going to beat the Bills? I don't, but I'm afraid if it gets down to what it got down to the last two weeks, mm-hmm. that McDermott's going to coach scared again. You think so? I'm, I'm. Look, I like Sean McDermott from a preparation standpoint. You're putting a lot of, uh, I think, onus. I understand he's the head coach, but this episode you've been putting a lot of, I don't want to say blame, but... Shade. No, you can say blame. It's blame. Blame. You're the head coach. You have a first-year offensive coordinator, so your responsibility was going to be greater. Uh, You work in unison with Leslie Frazier because, I mean, this is your defense that he's running with you, right? Like, you Mm -hmm. have more say in that defensive side. Sean McDermott is a great preparatory NFL coach. Yeah. And you can see that based on the way that the Bills come out in the first half every week, right? Like, 
They control the things they can control during the game. The thing that scares me about McDermott, and I thought he had broken out of it beginning of this season, is when things go bad, he tends to do weird things. And you know what's strange? It almost feels like him and Josh might be similar in that way. Hmm. Right? Like one doesn't carry the other. One doesn't hold the other. Like when things get bad, they both are like, we're going to try this. And sometimes it works out really, really well. And you're like, what? And other times, like what happened against Minnesota, you're like, what, 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 what are we doing here? I mean, I still disagree. I still think that fourth and uh, fourth and goal was the right call. So you mean the one that ended up with the touchdown? Yeah, the one that in hindsight uh-huh. ended up with the touchdown. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think it was the right call. I stand by it. Uh-huh. I think coaching scared is taking the points. I think coaching scared is kicking that field goal. If you kick, if you kick the field goal, we already talked about this. There's no need to rehash it. Mm. I just disagree with you. No, I understand that you disagree with me. But you're wrong. Okay, fine. Fair enough. That's okay, your opinion. Okay, you're gonna you get do fr- you. You're going to get frustrated with me because you've revealed yourself as one of these non-diehard Bills fans who uses nothing but corporate coach speak. You're not going to break me, friend. Tell me. what, do you, what? You're not going to break me, friend. What are you talking about? You're trying to break me. Break it's not going to work. Breaking nothing. I'm just trying I'm, to point something I am, out here. I am, I am a, uh, the strongest resolve. What are you talking I about? I have constitution. Does Miles Garrett have more than two sacks on Josh Allen on Sunday? Um, No. 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 <laughs> well, because I get, because I want to give like a solid answer and be like, I don't know. You're going to have to watch the game like I do every week. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to say no because I truly think that this is the game. This is the get right game. Okay. Yeah. Let's do By it. By the way, the most cursed words in sports is the get right game. Wait, what's that? Oh, you like just, um, you just jinxed him. I think this could no. I, I said this. Did I? This could be the get right game. We will be back here next week. Short week, by the way. We got to figure out how we're going to do this. I know, right? I yeah. know, I know, I know, I right? Know, I know. His name is Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. Again, you can get us wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Handsome, funny, smart, terrible Miles Garrett predictions. Let's go, Duffalo, on the Odyssey app, where you get your podcast before we let you go. Go, Bills!